The Islanders are getting it done with offense, and Oliver Wallstrom is hot. We've got the game story, plus our weekly farm report, and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be with us today. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That does include YouTube, so if you want to watch the podcast instead of just listen to it, check us out there and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question for us, a topic that you'd like us to discuss on a future show, or a comment about something we've already talked about, Feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, or you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout the 2022-2023 NHL season. Final score at the UBS Arena, Islanders 5, San Jose Sharks 2. And the beautiful thing about this game, if you're an Islanders fan, is that the Islanders did it with offense. Not that they neglected their defense, because they didn't. But what they did was essentially go out and play a more aggressive game. You know, we talked after the win over the Ducks that, you know, five of the seven goals came from the defensemen, and that's not sustainable, even though it's great. And, uh, you know, we need the forwards to get going. Well, five goals last night, five goals by forwards, and more importantly... I think the Islanders had 38 shots against the Ducks, 45 shots on goal against the San Jose Sharks. And again, the Sharks are 0-5. They are not one of the better teams in the NHL at this point. But the idea that you are getting so much more offense is so encouraging. And to see the Islanders steadily attack, forecheck, get through the neutral zone with a little more speed. 
the transition game has improved dramatically since last season. All of these factors really helping out the Islanders. And, you know, we, we talked about the uh, offense coming from so many different places in this game with 45 shots on goal. Only two players in this game did not have a shot on goal. And it's J.G. Pajot. Actually, one. J.G. Pajot, the only Islanders player who did not record a shot on goal out of the 45. Everyone else on this team had at least one. And that is encouraging. And maybe most encouraging, if you look at it, is Oliver Wallstrom. He's played in two games. The Islanders have won them both. He scored in both. He had two goals last night. Six shots on goal, which tied him with Anders Lee for first on the team. Zach Parise next with five. But, you know, Wallstrom playing with so much more confidence. Both of his goals, goal scorers, goals, coming off face-offs, a quick release. He's got the heavy shot. We've been talking about that since last year. And... After he scores the two goals, and he did have a chance for the hat trick, couldn't convert, but came close, you saw one play, I remember, the Islanders are taking the puck out of the neutral zone, and Wallstrom is banging on the ice because he was open for an outlet pass. And the defenseman didn't end up getting him the puck right away. But boy, was that great to see because it shows confidence that Oliver Wallstrom was in the right position, knew that he was open, knew that he was a good alternative to, you know, getting the puck on his stick and, you know, get me the puck. I want the puck. I can do good things with it in the neutral zone, not just in the offensive zone. So you could see, you know, three goals in two games. The confidence of Oliver Wallstrom is starting to build. And the ice time, you know, what was it? astronomical? No. But 14 minutes and 15 seconds of ice time for Wallstrom is a lot more than what we've seen from him in other games where he's usually seven, eight, nine, maybe if you're lucky, 10 minutes in a game. Wallstrom earned the extra ice time last night and that is so encouraging. Another very encouraging thing that we saw last night and I, I love this. The identity line. Looking faster, more aggressive, more like their old selves, like they found the fountain of youth. And yeah, okay, they got the goal, the empty net goal by Cal Clutterbuck, but that's not why they're out there, okay? And, you know, they were aggressive, they were physical. They had shifts that set the tone for this team. And seeing all of that was just extremely encouraging, to say the least. By the way, also a shout-out, J.G. Pajot. We mentioned he's the only player who didn't have a shot on goal. He had an assist, and he led the team with five hits. You know what? I'll take that from J.G. Pajot. Also won 10 out of 12 face-offs that he took. I'll take a performance like that out of J.G. Pajot on most nights. Yeah, I want him to get that, you know, 20 goals, 20 to 25 goals in a season.
But you give me 10 out of 12 face-offs, a block shot, five hits, and an assist in one game, and get 16 minutes of ice time, which was third among forwards on this uh, night, I'll take that any, any night of the week. And 26 saves for Varlamov. One of the two goals, in fact, both of the goals, really, caused by turnovers by the Islanders. They were not really, really sharp right away in this game. They sort of let the Sharks hang around. They played down to the Sharks' level for most of the first period. But as the game wore on, the Islanders pulled away. And I'm telling you, this was just a very encouraging sign. Again, am I ready to declare the Islanders a definite playoff team and Stanley Cup contenders off of two wins against two teams that are in rebuilding mode in one way, shape, or form? Not yet. But you beat the teams that you were supposed to beat. You did it convincingly. And you're showing a different style of hockey, slightly, than what we saw under Barry Trotz. And Lane Lambert has got to be pleased with what his team has delivered so far in the last two games. We have got more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have got our farm report. We've got a few more thoughts about last night's game. And, of course, our Islanders birthday of the day. A player who was with the Islanders in their first and briefly in their second season, but left us too soon. So we've got that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you could find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in Check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And hey, how about Islanders hockey? How many of you would have bet the Islanders would have gotten 40 or more shots on goal in last night's game? That would be an interesting bet to place going forward, maybe. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So... Wanted to talk, first of all, a little bit about this. I want to thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make your second listen game-to-game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game-to-Game covers every game from across the National Hockey League with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game-to-Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, really encouraged by this performance. The penalty kill still perfect on the season. That is an encouraging thing. Uh, And just, I I think, the way the Islanders are starting to get a little offense. We got a goal from Anders Lee. We desperately wanted to see that. Zach Parise got on the board with his first goal. And the thing about both of those goals that I love, they went to the dirty areas. Lee with a great deflection, hand eye-hand coordination. Parise setting up in front of the net. Dobson takes the shot from the point, and it goes in. 
These are the kind of things we really want to see from this team. And the other thing is this, the Islanders responded. You know, so often we have talked last season about how the Islanders would be losing by a goal or two goals. They'd work so hard to tie it. And then 30 seconds after they get the tying goal, they give up a goal. Heck, it happened against Florida in the season opener this year. Well, last night, the Sharks tie the game late in the second period with two minutes and 50 seconds left. And then less than two minutes after that, Oliver Wallstrom pots what ended up being the game-winning goal at 19.04 of the period. It was the Islanders responding after they let in a bad goal and, and allowed the other team to tie it. And the Islanders dominated the second period, and yet they were only, you know, they were tied with less than three minutes left. They didn't sulk. They didn't uh, hang their heads. They went out there played aggressively, continued to push, and they ended up with a goal that changed the momentum and gave them, uh, you know, the, put them in the driver's seat to finish things off. So very encouraging, to say the least, for the New York Islanders. Let's do our first farm report of the season, the New York Islanders, uh, Farm Club in the AHL, the Bridgeport Islanders, they got their season underway uh, in the last week, and they split their first two games. So on the farm report, basically, uh, the Islanders also Bridgeport showing some more offense. Uh, they put 43 shots against the Providence Bruins in their season opener. Lost the game 3-1, to one, but getting 43 shots on goal, including 19 in the third period, really making a difference in the way this team is approaching the game. Chris Terry and William Dufour uh, combined for 15 shots, and that is also encouraging. Jakob Skarik made 28 saves in this game in a losing cause, but... At the end of the day, uh, Islanders fall by a score of 3-1, to one, despite out-shooting Providence 32-15 to 15 in the last two periods. And Bridgeport, just like the New York Islanders, 6-6 uh, six for six on the PK in that game. But the next night, the Islanders ended up with a 3-2 win over the Springfield Thunderbirds, both of these games on the road, Chris Terry, Ruslan Ishkov, and Otto Koivula, each scoring 20 saves for Corey Schneider to earn the win, and the Islanders killing off a two-man advantage in the last few minutes of this game to hold on to the win. Uh, Ishkov's First AHL goal made it 2 to nothing, which was very encouraging. And, you know, Koivula scoring also on a nice pass from Hudson Fashing. All of this encouraging. So you go through two games and the Islanders split their two games, one and one, with both games coming on the road. And, again, you just like to see certain guys taking shots on goal. 
and getting just going on the attack, being a little more aggressive, and seeing that the Bridgeport Islanders and the New York Islanders are kind of in sync right now with the style of play they want to play, that is also encouraging. Now, this is uh, a busy weekend for the Bridgeport Islanders. They've got three games, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Friday game, their third straight road game to open the season, they'll be in Providence for a rematch with the Providence Bruins. Then the home opener, Saturday at 7 o'clock Eastern time, the Laval Rocket come to town for the home opener. And uh, hey, if you're up for it, you can attend this game and see some of the Islanders' future stars. You want to see what William DeFour and Atu Ratu and Simon Holmstrom are up to? Head up to Bridgeport, take the ferry, drive up, whatever works best for you, and check out the Bridgeport Islanders. Sunday, third game, back-to-back-to-back, uh, the Hartford Wolfpack, the Rangers AHL Farm Club, will be the opponent. So you, the uh, Islanders-Rangers rivalry, uh, AHL version, coming at you first meeting between those two teams. So again, as I said on the Monday show, I think that this this uh, Bridgeport Islanders team has a nice mix of younger players and veterans and really has the potential to do, you know, to, to, to go further and to be more successful this year than they have in a long time. Last year, they made the playoffs and won a playoff round for the first time in a long time. The idea of them being even better than that, getting to the next level is very possible this year and it is great to see what they can do so far the uh, one and one start on two road games the more offense the the more shots encouraging signs from Bridgeport and I think this will be a very solid season for them and that bodes well for the Islanders and there are players you're definitely going to want to keep an eye on in Bridgeport this year. Uh, and I, I am looking forward for sure to see that. So we will have our weekly farm report every week. We usually do it on Wednesdays, but if the schedule uh, doesn't permit, if there's too much uh, going on on a Wednesday, I can move it to Tuesday or Thursday on occasion. But Wednesday night typically is our weekly farm report, and we will have it for you every week here on the Locked On Islanders podcast so you can keep up with the Islanders' top prospects in Bridgeport. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, a defenseman with the first-year New York Islanders who unfortunately left us far too soon. Uh, Let's see if you can guess who that is, but... uh, We'll have that and some final thoughts about last night's game coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And yesterday, Tuesday, would have been the 74th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Brian Lefley. Lefley, uh, 
undrafted, a native of Gross Isle, Manitoba, uh, made his NHL debut with the Islanders in the 72-73 season and played in 63 games for those first-year Islanders, scored three goals, had 10 points and 56 penalty minutes. Like all players uh, who are uh, members of that first-year Islanders squad, the plus-minus was kind of ugly. He was a minus 39. And the following year, he played seven games for the Isles, did not score a point, was just a minus one, but spent most of the year with the Isles' CHL, Central Hockey League Farm Club, in Fort Worth and in the minors. You know, he had 10 goals with the Omaha Knights in 71-72, had 44 points in 58 games with the Fort Worth Wings in 73-74. He could put the puck in the net and provide some offense at the AHL level more effectively than he did in the NHL. Came back played for the Kansas City Scouts and Colorado Rockies before spending his last two professional seasons in Germany in 79-80 and 80-81. Well, he played one game in 80-81. Unfortunately, uh, he ended up coaching in Europe after his playing days ended, was the head coach of Italy's national men's ice hockey team from 1993 to 1997, and then died in Italy in a car accident 10 days after his 49th birthday. His brother Chuck also played in the NHL. Chuck Lefley, of course, playing for the Canadiens, the Blues, uh, and, and played in 407 career NHL games. Chuck Lefley was... Uh, more of an offensive player. He was a center, a forward who got things done in that respect. Let's go back and look at one of Brian Lefley's better games as an Islander. We take you back to March 20th, 1973 at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Islanders hosting the old California Golden Seals. And in goal for the Seals, Jill Malash. And for the Islanders, Jerry Desjardins, and it was the Seals getting on the board first. Craig Patrick, yes, that Craig Patrick, the future general manager of the Rangers and the Penguins. He got his 18th from Ted McAneely and Daryl Maggs, just two minutes and 10 seconds into the game, Isles down one to nothing. But Ted McAneely called for cross-checking for the Seals and Billy Harris, the first ever draft pick in Islanders history, scores on the ensuing power play, his 24th unassisted at 10:53. It's a 1-1 game. Then, Brian Spinner Spencer makes it 2-1 Isles, his 14th, Bob Cook and Lorne Henning with the assists, and then our Islanders birthday of the day, Brian Lefley, his third from Ed Westfall the captain and Ralph Stewart at 19:46, Isles up 3-1 after the first period. In the second period, however, the Seals get a power play. Jerry Hart off for hooking, and it was Stan Weir potting a power play goal. His 15th, Rick Smith and Pete LaFramboise with the assist of 1449, and it's a 3-2 to Islanders lead after 40 minutes. In the third, the Seals tie it. Reggie Leach, his 21st, from Pete LaFramboise and Stan Weir at 344, and it looked like the Islanders were going to collapse. But 
Craig Cameron answers his 19th from Brian Marchinko and Brian Spencer at the 10-minute mark. That makes it 4-3 Isles. Bob Cook, his 10th from Ed Westfall and Lauren Henning, a minute 16 later, makes it 5-3 Isles. And then Billy Harris gets his second of the game, 25th of the year. Ralph Stewart and Germain Gagnon with the assist at 15-47. Islanders win it by a score of 6-3. Desjardins with 23 saves. But for Brian Lefley, he had a goal. He was a plus two. He had two penalty minutes and two shots on goal. Brian Lefley contributing to an Islanders win, and they only had 12 of them in that first season. Brian Lefley is our Islanders birthday of the day, and uh, we wish him a very happy birthday uh, in heaven uh, as he left us way too soon at the age of 49 due to a car accident. Islander fans, you have to be feeling pretty good overall about the way this team played. Not going to be this uh, this much offense every night, but the thing I love most in the last two games is that we're seeing more aggressiveness, more offense, more of a willingness to go on the attack and shoot the puck than we saw last year, and the defense is still solid. Good game for Varlamov, not going to, you know, that was his first start, and you got to be pleased with the way he handled it. Can't say the goals were his fault, turnovers resulting in them and traffic in front of the goal, but getting all those shots and getting the defensemen more involved still. I mean, you know, the defensemen, you say what you want, they didn't score any goals, but two assists for Noah Dobson, two assists for Adam Pellick, you know, they are still contributing to the offense without putting the puck in the net. And by the way, Oliver Wallstrom, in addition to two goals, he was a plus three in this game. So just a couple of extra stats there, but I'm encouraged by this. Yeah, the competition will get tougher, but beating the teams you're supposed to beat is the sign of a good team, and the Islanders did just that. So, so far, so good. Uh, two out of three in this homestand. The Devils up next Thursday. We'll have a full preview of that game tomorrow, and I'll tell you, you win that game, you take three out of four on the opening homestand, I'd be very happy with that. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge. They keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. It's available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get podcasts. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, Let's go Islanders.